Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and as always, I'm joined by joined by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Ash Polson, along with our very special guests, the, reper- the returning, excuse me, the returning Rebecca Stone of Twinfinite and the Nintendo Shack podcast. How you been, Rebecca? Good. Thank you so much for inviting me back. You didn't get sick of me the first time. Glad to be here. No. Why would we do that? How could we? No. As we were saying you know, before we started, we're just glad you didn't get sick of us. Yeah. So we, we consider that. That's the yeah. surprise. Yeah. Like, all these yeah. people haven't gotten sick of us yet. That's such a, that's a shock. Yeah, that is that is uh, probably more surprising than anything else. <laughs> uh, but we're all glad yeah. you're here. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the way you said that, Derek, reminded me of like a movie title, like The Return of Rebecca Stone. Ooh, I like the sound like it of just, that. It sounds like the like a subtitle to a movie, right? <laughs> if she if she became uh, a doctor, how was we, weekend, could, we could make that anime about her instead. Of that <laughs> Stone anime. That's right. Oh, man. That would be something. <laughs> how was your weekend, Rebecca? It was good. Plenty, plenty Zelda games or anything? Um, cool? Not Zelda lately. The weather's been so nice. I feel like I really haven't been doing a whole lot of gaming. I, I have been trying to get out, get outside the warm weather, but um, I think there's a lot of uh, new releases coming up that I'm excited to jump into. Um, some mm. stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight, so... Probably, because, awesome. yeah, one got a new trailer, but we're not quite ready to talk about that that yet. Instead, we should probably uh, give a nice little shout out to our sponsor on Mondays, uh, The Game Orb. Uh, the Game Orb is a fledgling channel that has uh, fo- focused mostly on Nintendo content until now. While they are still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Super Mario 3D All-Stars, going forward, they're also co- covering games on the Xbox Series X as part of a new daily upload schedule that began last week. So, maybe, uh, or I guess two weeks ago now. <laughs> I'm not sure. I forget. I've lost track now, but they've been started recently. But be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And we're still pushing towards 250. I really think we can do it. So let's go and show yeah. them the GV Gang's support. But in addition, they, as always, they also want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, Galactic Reaper. And you can find those links in our description as well as in the chat. So, uh, yeah, definitely give them a look-see. And thank you so, so much to uh, the Game Orb for uh, their continued support. It really is amazingly yes. generous of you. So we, that's why we just want to keep pushing your subs. Thank you. As so high much. as we can go. Yeah. yeah. And with the hundreds of new people watching every episode, if like just 1% of you <laughs> went and subscribed, they would get to that yeah. goal in seconds. Mm-hmm. So please take a look. They've done so much to support us and we want to show them a little bit of that same love. Yep. Absolutely. Indeed. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into the uh, uh, news. But uh, real quick, uh, just in case you haven't seen this, Steve, as everybody is sort of talking about it. I just cranked up my volume. I don't know what you people want. (laughs) They want to hear you, man. They want to hear you. Uh, While you're figuring that out, uh, Jaden Buck with a $5 donation, thank you so much, says, are the Game That Tune shows archived anywhere so I can go back and rewatch them? Uh, That's to you, Ash, because that's something you do with your dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I do. That's my my dad and I, my the my show I do with my dad, and uh, they are not archived anywhere at the moment. We're trying to figure that out. Um, we we have to get permission from Flappers, who is the host of the show, uh, to be able to do that. So at the moment, no, but it is something we're looking into. And also, Jaden uh, Jaden Buck, for those of you who don't know, did uh, attend the show Ooh. last night and bought a ticket and, and supported us there as well. So that's cool. Jaden, thank you again so much for supporting Game That Tune and supporting us here at Good Vibes Gaming. It means the world to me. So thank you very much. Very cool. That's really cool. I'm uh, I'm 
happy to see that some of the uh, patrons we have here are also checking out our other ventures. I don't have any, <laughs> but you know, go go check out Derek on Twitch. Go check out Game That Tune. I'll just be here yeah. waiting for and you. And hey, all to come ch back. check out uh, Rebecca on Twitch as well. She does uh, some wonderful streams. Yeah, so I gotta promote her. So. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Everyone's saying I'm super quiet. I'm. I don't know what to do about you this. Like OBS says, I'm yeah, loud. You, you I'm peaking on my end. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you sound okay on me or on mm. my end. Mm. On mm. me. <laughs> that's just <laughs> saying you're fine now. So hopefully okay. that's enough. Just scream into the microphone. All right. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Oh God. <laughs> I blame Brandon. I'm just going to blame him. Everyone hey, of course, something goes wrong and you blame God. Way to go. That's right. <laughs> Listen, Don't blame me. Blame yourself for the God. The dawn of humanity. So, yeah. you know, why not? All right. <laughs> Hopefully you all can hear me throughout the episode. Uh, someone, if you know my phone number, just text me. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spend the whole episode talking about my microphone. <laughs> no, I exactly. <laughs> Instead... Let's go ahead and jump into our first topic. And uh, I'd say this is even more problematic than your microphone, Steve. <laughs> so uh, Media Tonic, uh, who we played their Fall Guys uh, yesterday, because uh, thanks to our uh, Game With Patrons uh, whole stream, um, turns out they accidentally leaked the Fall Guys source code. Whoops. Ash, I'm yeah. <laughs> you, you play the most, uh, Ash. So what are, you, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm just curious as to which guys are taking the fall for this Ooh. over at Media Time. <laughs> I'll see myself out right now. No. Um, so this was included in the latest patch for, for Fall Guys. The, the, the entire source code was included in the latest patch, which I guess means the season 4.5 patch, which dropped just recently. And uh, looking at the story here on Nintendo Life, uh, this is pretty incredible. In the files for the patch... There is a new folder called, and this is not a joke, back up this folder underscore, but don't ship it with your game. <laughs> it's literally called that. And unfortunately, they did ship it with the game, or at least as part of the latest update. Um, and yeah, so now the source code is completely available. Uh, but Mediatonic have already, you know, kind of gone into damage control mode and they deleted the source code. But, you know, this is the internet. Nothing ever dies on the mm. internet. Everything is forever. And so since it was on public and on Twitter and, of course, now news sites. Oh, as soon as that was out there. Someone out there. Many people out there have it. Of course. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How does that happen? It is 100% out there forever. The, I, I wonder because that name. It almost is, sounds too, like, intentional with that name. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Has, like, I get I mean, it. Like, yeah. I've, I've written stuff and I've definitely... Like in programming, there's times where you just, I mean, there's, there's stuff I've hidden in the source code of programs I've worked on that is definitely not something I'd want people to see, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and I will intentionally name files, like, please do not distribute this or, or <laughs> don't copy this, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. If it's like a scratch pad file or something that contains something that shouldn't deploy with the application I've worked on, um, I would, I would lay money that what happened here is that somebody had some type of automated process for deploying updates to Fall Guys. Someone on the team, like, had, oh, hey, I'm going to map, you know, 
compile Fall Guys to a button on my stream deck, and I'm just going to push it and let the computer do the rest. And it probably looked at like a directory that contained a whole ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. And whoever it was forgot to, you know, tell it like, hey, that one that literally says don't ship it, exclude that folder. They, they just forgot that part. And it was, mm -hmm. I, I guarantee it was something similar to that, like an automated process gone rogue that included a folder that never should have been included. And someone at Mediatonic is having a very bad day because <laughs> Which of is it. Unfortunately, because we've all uh, had yeah. those moments and where we're like, right, I need to do this. I need to remember. Oh, yeah. And you forget. We've all had I our mean, moments where you come home from vacation and someone gives you a bunch of OBS files and you don't check them before you go live. <laughs> and then the audio is all screwed up. You know, days like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as someone who is who has worked in video game production before, I can say that, I mean, I feel so horrible for whoever did this because, you know, I, I don't think there are any bad faith actors at play here. I can say as someone who has shipped a few games that, you know, especially the weeks and days leading up to launch, let alone updates, post-launch updates, they're just hectic. G game production is hectic, and these things, you know, mistakes sadly can happen. And so my heart really does go out to whomever made this unfortunate mistake because oh, that's yeah. just, oof, what a... This, this just, is I didn't even do it. And percent thinking about yep. I feel like that kind yeah. of this thing is 1000% yeah I feel like that kind of thing oh, isn't too uncommon on a smaller scale maybe they leave certain words in of things that are supposed to be in future patches and this is just unfortunate that it's on such a bigger scale like this oh yeah I mean yeah. we we report on stuff like this all the time you know little benign mm -hmm. things like data miners live yeah. for oh, stuff yeah. like this they find oh hey Nintendo left a reference to I mean, what was it? We found data miners figured out that all the NPCs in Breath of the Wild were customized right. by digging into the data right. left behind right. in Breath of the Wild. And, and so people started making themselves in the game, which cool. That's a much yeah. like Rebecca said, benign. that's a much smaller yeah. scale thing. Very benign. But this is just OK. Now people can recompile our game and, and create more effective. hacks. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the uh, biggest right. problem. That, that's the bad news. And as Jet said in the chat and the patron chat points out, uh, it, it's a bit of a reminder of how uh, Hero's codename got data mined from Smash to say uh, Smash Ultimate to say nothing of uh, Ryu and Roy oh, in Smash yeah. 4 when they were that one. Uh, as yet unrevealed. So, of yeah, course, well, that's on a different level than, you know, leaking an entire game, not leaking, but accidentally releasing the entire game source code. But it is on, you know, a similar. It shows piece. how it's possible. Yeah, I mean, mm. yep. With yeah. Ryu and Roy, they they the data miners made them playable because literally almost everything right. about them was in the code of the game. So they, they swapped them out. They're like, Hey, Yoshi's gone. And here's Ryu <laughs> in case you doubted us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, but I agree, you know, the source code for a game, this has happened before though. Uh, Valve famously leaked the source code for half-life two before the game came out like a year before. <laughs> and so, you know, don't feel too bad, folks at Mediatonic. Is, is, at least you released the game before the code yeah. came out. Is, is that why they started calling right. it the Source Code? Isn't it like half like Source? <laughs> the Source That's a good question. Uh, it would be really funny if that's what it what the reason is. But yeah, it's a uh, definitely uh, you know could be worse. That's all I'm saying. It, it could be worse. At least your game made it to market, and a ton of people are playing it. And right. this is probably only going to end up with people cheating better at the game. So right. play on Which, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, C424 in our patron chat says, looks like Ash did indeed fall for that low hanging fruit, guys. Touche. <laughs> I deserve that. Well said. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, let's go from a leak to a yeek. <laughs> a a yeek? Oh, yikes. I can't this wait is better. I don't this. know. This next I'm one so is just like, what the this. hell? 
So, Bongo the Danimal's Monkey <laughs> is now playable <laughs> in Sonic Dash. No unlock requirements. He's just there. So, next time you think of Sonic, think of this monkey, Bongo from Danimal's. I didn't know that Danimal's had a First, mascot. <laughs> I don't think I did Bongo. either. I I'm not sure if I did, but even I feel like I've maybe seen this character somewhere. Like, you know, like just he looks like a, like a kid's food Danimals. mascot. Oh, yeah. but I sure didn't know his name Bongo. was Bongo. And I'm just thinking this is this. This is what I've been waiting for. Bongo first in Sonic Dash, then Smash. I was going to say, maybe, God, next, maybe uh, you could come to yeah. Smash now. <laughs> Video game character. Like, why, though? Like what money? I don't. I just all I have for this is what the actual fuck. I really don't know what else to say about it. I, Animals paid I love big this. bucks for I, it. Yeah, That's all there is. I guess this so. Is, this is the most effective, or it could be the most effective marketing campaign of all time. Like I want Bongo to show up in everything. Now. <laughs> I want uh-huh. them to randomly update Shenmue Three and be like, you can now play as the Danimals monkey. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to look like give me, give me the even did. I was like, what, what product did they have? It's yogurt. So Oh yeah. It is it is uh very unappetizing yogurt. <laughs> We've like already found our first colors. DLC character for uh Oh yeah, they did, yeah, right. It's like the really bright candy color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um this could be our first DLC character for Mario Golf Super. Oh, there we go. Knows. I, I yeah. kind of have to say these right now just because they're so on point because guy of guidance with a five Canadian dollar donation saying I'm giving you money for saying Bongo the Danimals monkey out loud. So thank you. <laughs> and Skull Kid Tiger with nice. five dollar donation saying Wild Skull Kid Tiger has appeared because runny yogurt. Get it? Oh, my God. oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. I feel I feel I... like if <laughs> what what kind of marketing campaign would like involve a years old game that hasn't been getting updates and and i mean maybe they were just like they went to sega and they're like we want bongo to hang out with sonic and they're like but we only have like nine dollars <laughs> and 38 cents they're like all right fine <laughs> sonic dash that's the best is. we can that's, do <laughs> yeah i want the other ones yeah. Where, where's i want the tricks rabbit hanging out with uh with cream i want uh the, the, the what is the honey nut cheerios cheerios b hanging out with uh charmy like where, where, those where, are going to be paid these? dlc those are not free unlocks you uh, have to pay hard cash yeah. for those right part of the sonic cross regular ass breakfast dlc yeah pack. good point screw uh more more dlc for you know proper dlc for mario kart 8 deluxe let's just get you know, a single update just add bongo to the game and i think we're all be, would all be happy we're all good <laughs> actually hunter j in the, in yeah. the uh, patron chat makes a good point how about are they asking about the noid because that's the other thing the noid ended up in crash bandicoot mobile crash bandicoot's mobile game right so i guess we're like oh well we got to compete with that now we gotta get bongo everybody <laughs> To be fair, at least Bongo is still around. I don't think the Noid has showed up in do- Domino's in, since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right yeah. on that one. I don't remember when the Noid disappeared, but it definitely was before the new millennium, I, which is no longer new. It's 21 years old. But I mean, that's... Oh, oh God. God oh, it says the new millennium can drink. <laughs> Rob Arman X with a terrifying take in, in the patron chat. Bongo for Mortal Kombat 12. I don't want to see. I mean, Bong, he's weird, but I don't want to see him get eviscerated, man. He didn't. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> How do you know he doesn't deserve that? 
I mean, I guess mm. that's true. He is he is making you know, like really nasty. Oh, weird! Apparently, the Nord is probably come terrible back for you. to Domino's commercials. <laughs> I didn't. I don't have TV anymore, so or cable, so I had no idea uh, about that. Same yeah, either. <laughs> like, I went to visit my parents, and they were watching The Masked Singer, and I was like, "People just turn on TV? Like they, they just sit in their living rooms and watch TV." Like, this is bizarre. I know. <laughs> a few people are rightly pointing out, like, DJ H. Kirschman in the, in the patron chat saying, I'd be more afraid for the cast. Yeah, you know what? It actually might be the Mortal Kombat cast that needs to be more scared of anything. Bongo might be. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's hiding something dark. <laughs> yeah, Bongo is definitely bloodless. It also says, yeah. Oh, gosh. This is just utterly, utterly bizarre, but... <laughs> You know, you know what actually be a much more appropriate crossover? Get Flo from the the, the Geico ads because she's actually teamed up oh with Sonic before. Oh my gosh! Get her running. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. has. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And I mean, this you. isn't the the like the first weird Sonic food crossover either. Because remember, they did the whole Totino's Pizza Bites or Pizza Rolls, <laughs> whatever they're called, uh, crossover for a while. And I don't. They like Sega went all in on that Sonic cross Totino's. Oh yeah. Now, I mean, has a weird video game adjacent presence that you wouldn't expect. Like every E3 I've been to, there's been a truck, like a Totino's truck, just handing oh, out true. pizza rolls to people. Like <laughs> all you got to do is walk up and be like, yeah, I'd like some free lava pockets. And they'll <laughs> they'll hand you a, a fistful of them. I tried it the first year and I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm, I'm never no, doing I that getting like, hot the, pockets because they just kept burning my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, that uh-huh. it wasn't that they tasted bad or made me ill. It's just they were the temperature of the sun <laughs> inside. And I was, wow, I was you know, walking around the show floor, like trying not to scream as I ate them. <laughs> I totally forgot about this, but uh, analyst duelist in the YouTube chat uh, reminded me that Sonic cross Hooters. Wait, what? Thing. What? Sonic what? actually did crossover no. with Hooters in what? Japan, though. I think it was. <laughs> Hold on. Why? We gotta know yeah. more about that. <laughs> It was Sonic, yeah. It was Sonic Forces specifically. It, it was Sonic sh- Forces. <laughs> it is the brand manager in the history thing. of brand manager. Oh, oh my god! I don't oh, even god, know. It is just a Sonic mascot <laughs> hanging yeah, out with Hooters <laughs> girls. Oh god! And it was a chili dog. I guess they. It was a chili dog they added to their menu. I, I maybe they already had chili dogs on the menu. I'm not familiar with Hooters' menu, but yeah, the whole it was a Sonic themed chili dog. Which, okay. I have been to Hooters one time, oddly enough, for a work lunch. Like, my boss was like, hey, Steve, let's go to lunch. And, you know, I hop in. Where are we going? I I take a free lunch from my boss whenever, you know. <laughs> and we pull up to Hooters. I was like, are we really, like, having a business lunch here? He's like, yeah, why not? They have good chicken wings. No, they don't. Spoiler alert, they don't. <laughs> They're terrible. I... I... <laughs> I've heard that their food's awful. I've, yeah, I had yeah. a f- friends that when we went to the beach once, there were Hooters nearby, and they took us there. And the girls proceeded to ignore most of us because we're a bunch of nerds. So who cares about <laughs> us? And the food was terrible. So I'm like, I don't like going to Hooters. Yeah. It's not good. I, I don't think people go there for the, the food. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was going to say the problem of not. going anywhere like that for the food is like people that say they read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> Except like, Playboy you, actually has on. decent articles. <laughs> I, I get that they do, but that's okay, definitely Derek. not why 90% of the people buy <laughs> So Derek, Derek is saying he does no, read I mean, Playboy I I'm just saying. Derek I've... does go to Hooters for the food. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> Derek goes to Hooters for the food and reads Playboy for the content. But, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. 
Uh, let's move on this is already derailed enough (laughs) speaking of derailing let's go ahead bring up the next topic (laughs) i think this is derailment because square enix announced that they're extending kingdom hearts union crosses end date from its kingdom hearts is off the rails let's be honest uh is they're extending kingdom hearts union crosses end date from may 20th to june 29th due to the final episode being so massive that it needs to be split into two parts I just want this to end so I can get right. the story digest and then resume my wait for Kingdom Hearts 4 or whatever they're doing. I just, you know, I'm I'm in. I'm going to be with Kingdom Hearts till the day I die. I'm invested forever. I know I am. But I'm so tired of the mobile game just continuing on. And I just want to know what I need to know story-wise from the mobile game. And then let's move on. Like, but I'm also not a player of the mobile game. So, you know, this doesn't, I'm, I'm you know, it, it's probably a bit selfish of me to say that. I mean, I've not, I've, I played a little bit of uh, Kingdom Hearts when it came out on mobile, just because I am a Kingdom Hearts fan and it, I still bounced off it so quick. Uh, I, I looked up a Dang. while ago, the plot line to, uh, at least at the time of what had happened in the, this Kingdom Hearts stories. And it, it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's certainly wild. Murder mysteries and characters showing up and just, I don't know. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, but isn't that typical for the franchise? Just totally wild everywhere, plot twists, plot sideways, plot left yeah. and right. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, I, I do think the, the how complicated Kingdom Hearts' plot is, is is a bit overstated sometimes, uh, oftentimes. It, it's definitely twisty and turny, and it, you know, you, it, you do have to, like, if you're getting into it, you have to pay attention, but... People act like it is completely impossible to parse through and understand it. It's not, but it definitely does require effort. It, it's not sure. like Kojima levels of confusion. No, no. no. Um, I will say that I've played some of the series and it never lost me in terms of the plot, but it is funny to make fun it's, of. It's more um, the lore is just like, what the hell? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's anything, kind of, yeah. Anytime you throw Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters together, it's bound to get weird. I mean, I mean yeah, but it's the yeah. original characters that <laughs> bring confusion. How could it not? <laughs> yeah, ex- right. exactly. So, I mean, Final Fantasy on its own, you could say, has really weird plot lines that can be hard to follow at times. But, I mean, trying to rationalize those characters who are already in confusing games with literal Mickey Mouse <laughs> is, is going to be difficult. But, uh, right. I, I, the thing that strikes me, though, every time we talk about this game, I'm like, it's a Kingdom Hearts game. And the two biggest Kingdom Hearts fans I know personally don't care about right. it. That's so, how little I care yeah. about how is this games. game a thing? But there are. Yeah, I really like I tried. I, I really tried, like because I'm such a massive Kingdom Hearts fan. I'm like, OK, I don't play a lot of mobile games, but I'm going to sit down and really give this a go and really try to properly enjoy it. I lasted like two days. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> didn't care. I. Yeah. I get lasted a little bit, but it's still like there's just it felt like so much filler without much else going on. Like, OK, sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. There seemed like a lot. of filler. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. honestly, you know, having played Final Fantasy 14 now, it's like, why wasn't this just an MMO? I think it would have worked better uh-huh. as an MMO, especially just looking at that artwork and like, you know what? There's a ways they could have made this work and still be interesting because there's important stuff in there stuff they can do with it but i don't know you you know what i i personally think the reason the only reason we don't have 
a Kingdom Hearts MMO is because Disney is probably mm. very difficult oh. to work with from a licensing oh, point. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and you'd have to have essentially a perpetual license to those characters to keep an MMO going. Mm. I mean, because what right. would happen if Kingdom Hearts, the MMO launched, and then they're like, uh, everyone from the Disney universe died. Yeah. <laughs> they're all gone. I mean, that's why Tarzan yeah. hasn't shown up since the first game. Yeah. Right. And I mean, if, to, to hear the rumors tell it, that's also, you know, we, we have heard rumors, at least, that Nintendo approached Disney about Sora and Smash and were turned down, essentially. So we don't know if those are true, but that would support the whole idea that Disney is incredibly difficult to work with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, I'm not Same. losing sleep over this game. I'll I'll be interested to see your guys' reaction, basically, when the story synopses drop for this for this I, uh, I think they mobile game in its entire pass. basically once this final story bit comes out and it ends like it's officially over you can download the app and just watch all the important story cutscenes. oh well that's cool yeah. that might, Azran that might makes a weird. great point in the live audience chat saying you know then they title a kh mmo after an acronym that spells mmo like mysterious memory omen or something I they absolutely <laughs> would do that 100 percent, they would do that i, I really yes. want that honestly because that sounds fun yeah uh oh well i do i do miss stuff like that like uh nintendo platforms were pretty notorious for developers working in the name of the platform into the game like there were so many super games on super nintendo and the ds had oh, so yeah. many mm-hmm. games with ds as mm-hmm. an acronym like i i miss that I, I wish that people would work switch into the game titles for the switch maybe but. maybe fell out of pa- uh, out of favor when it was like mario kart switch or mario kart wii i should say uh, well, that's also true. And, you know, and, and the one game that we got that did do that wasn't very good, of course, being 1-2-Switch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Mm. Isn't 1-2-Switch yeah. rumored to be getting a sequel? Is it? Like, I want to know how many people wanted it. I feel it, like but... I've... Maybe. maybe I've I've heard not heard rumor. any. I don't think I've heard maybe. anything about that. I must have... I, I do think I remember hearing I, that it did pretty well, though. I remember being at a preview event for the Switch itself, and 1-2-Switch was there. And Nintendo basically pitched it as like, hey, this is a great game to play when you're already drunk. <laughs> like they, they already knew yeah. who they needed to pitch yeah. it to. And they're like, yeah, have a few drinks, then play this game. You'll probably have a great time. I was like, someone knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and, and that's very true. I don't uh, I play I have played one to switch through someone else's account a few times. And the only time I've enjoyed that game is well i also played it at one of those similar preview events that you did steve the only times i've ever had fun with that game was when i was already drunk going into it 100 <laughs> i mean it, it works that up. way because it's a yeah. lot of silly stuff that requires coordination that you naturally don't have when you've been drinking it, yeah. i could see it being fun in a gathering like that that we haven't been able to have for almost two years <laughs> but right so Although, someday you know, one two switch someday i would rather than make Not a just to be new nintendo land that's what i want instead Ooh, of oh switch. yeah me too like, that would use the switch hardware better probably i think so too oh, i really like to see how they could do that especially you know getting around the asymmetrical multiplayer hurdles given that you know the wii u obviously operated a little mm-hmm. bit differently than the switch does but i think nintendo land is a concept they should uh they should revisit on the switch and not to, not to hate on one, two switch too much. I will say that I recall it doing some really cool stuff with the HD rumble. So I'll, I'll at least give it credit right, for right. that. Yeah. We'll see. I will say the one, the one game in Nintendo land I was never able to beat was the Zelda one. And it's the one I played the most. Oh really? Uh, but I could never get through That game is hard. It is hard. Like it's really yeah. difficult. I don't play enough of Nintendo land to really say, cause I didn't play it at launch. Oh yeah. That was the game that you picked up at launch 
and it was really fun for what it was. And then you, you know, like the minute a new game came out, you're like, all right, Nintendo Land, you're on the <laughs> <Exactly>. show. <laughs> but it, it was it was definitely fun for what it was. And the idea of a Nintendo theme park, the the only issue I have with Nintendo Land is that I feel like Miiverse really helped that game. Mm. Yeah. And a, a new Nintendo Land without Miiverse would feel like it's missing something that made it. That's true. They Splatoon 2 route. Sure. True. They could. Mi- and I'd Miiverse be down in general that. was special. I miss Miiverse yeah. just for its just... Oh, I miss Miiverse for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to read this out in our Patreon chat because it cracked me up. All in ad says, Mario Party Switch sounds like a swinger retreat. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> That's oh. really good, Alanad. Nicely done. Why? Oh, Why? Nicely done. Well, <laughs> I mean, does it though? I guess I don't know much about Swinger Richard. You know what? I'm just yeah. I'm dropping it like <laughs> a hot probably potato. best to probably best. Uh, to yeah. Mario, let's actually get into our next story. Another good segue. Thank you. Yeah. So we got a new trailer for Mario Golf Super Rush, an overview trailer, and holy crap, this thing looks amazing. Yes, it, it looks beautiful. Does. Like, like so I'm not I, even a big Mario Golf super fan or anything, but this game just looks gorgeous just to look. I at. I don't even and like golf, and really I, I'm nice. excited about it. Right? Yeah, I'm same. Not, the only you know, Mario sports stuff I've ever gotten enough. is Mario. Like, actually bought myself is Mario Strikers, and like this one might be one I pick up. I agree with that. I but I actually really like Mario Golf. I've liked it since the uh, was wasn't the first one on the game or was it sixty four? I remember that. Yeah, I, I had the, the uh, mini golf in that game, which I kind of wish would come back. Yeah, well, I, I actually, like the rush mode in this one. Hmm. I think that it makes it feel just the right amount of arcade. Yes, mm-hmm. and I agree. Uh, I'm excited to play this specifically with you guys just to see which one of us is like the meanest golf. Oh, it's obviously you. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually with you, Steve. I played, uh, I, I'm not into like golf in general, but my dad is. And so my dad and I played a lot of Mario Golf uh, together back on the N64. And that one I loved. I, I kind of bounced off, I think it was Toadstool Tour uh, for the GameCube. Um, I just didn't really, you know, didn't really care about it. I, and I wasn't playing with my dad at that point. So, but the original was a lot of fun if you're playing it with like someone who really in- enjoys and appreciates golf. And this seems like it could be the same kind of thing, but for all the branches extended to people like me and I think all of us who don't really care about actual golf for things like the rush mode and stuff, which does look super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, I think it looks like a frenzy free-for-all type thing. You know, you don't really care too much about all the trick shots and the, you know, the curves and the spins and things like that. Um, I will definitely play that mode a lot. Uh, I think they showed off the right amount of stuff here in this trailer. Um, we can see all the characters. There's, It looks like there's room for more characters to be added. And it's not just the, the typical Mario, Peach, Bowser, the ones you would expect. But they have Pauline. They have um, the, um, the the Chuck, Chuck, King the Chuck guy, King Babam. Yeah. Yeah, Charging, Charging Chuck. Chuck, uh-huh. Um, football yeah. outfit. <laughs> Right, we <laughs> and I tweeted about this. We have a him uh, in a golf game before an actual Mario football game. Who would have thought that was going to happen? Um, I don't know. Do you think? Oh, it's the speed golf mode speed we're golf. talking about, not rush speed, mode. Yeah, speed, speed golf. golf. Yeah. Do you think there's also that speed golf, golf as well, yeah. where it's the bat to rush to get okay. the first of three holes out of the nine available? Is that what it is? Okay. That's new. Yeah, golf battle is the new, th- the brand new thing they showed off, and a little bit more mm. of the single player mode, which does have the RPG elements. Hopefully. Um, of the older games, uh, which were more like an RPG. So <laughs> that'd be cool. I'm, I'm watching... honestly though. Oh, good, Steve. 
I was going to say the trailer has been on screen the whole time we've been talking about this. Uh, and this is my first time seeing it. And I'm loving these unique running animations that people have the special dashes, yeah. like mm -hmm. uh, King Babam being carried by a horde of yes, smaller Babams. Uh, Waluigi like dances and spins his way. Rosalina hovers. Uh, it, God, this looks charming. I love this. Well, Pauline has to be my favorite. The way she uses her golf club as yes. a microphone to yeah. sing. And then, and then yeah. just uses just it as a golf there, club. Right That's there. so good. <laughs> they yeah. have realized um, the potential of Pauline finally. Right. I like it looks like they put a lot of love into each character. And I'm curious to see if they do the same thing that they did with um, with tennis, Mario Tennis Aces, to see if they keep adding more, if they add more characters, more modes over time. Do you think it'll get that kind of love? I think so. If it sells I mean, well, I, just because that seems like a pretty popular thing to do and kept Mario with ten Tennis Aces relevant for quite a while. Well, and yeah. I think we can all agree that Bongo, at least, is a lot for <laughs> post-launch DLC. <laughs> That's, that's oh, definitely absolutely. <laughs> Juan points out that Charging Chuck just picks up the golf ball and throws it. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, one of the levels is literally golf in a volcano, so... <laughs> I, I was actually, on that note, I was going to say, I'm, I'm loving how dynamic the courses are. Like, uh, obviously, prior Mario Golf games have had differently themed courses and such, but I feel like they're taking it to a new level with this game in terms of just how widely varied uh not only in theming but like the like the elevation and and environmental features and hazards and things like i feel like they're taking the dynamics of each new environment to a new level in this mm -hmm. game yeah i agree with that this is probably um the most hype i've been for a mario sports title possibly ever um I, I just really love the look of this. I love the different modes. It, it feels to me like it takes the best stuff from uh, Mario Tennis on the Switch and kind of takes it a step further, which I'm I'm really mm -hmm. liking how unique everything feels here. Mm -hmm. I almost feel I like love, they listened yeah. to the feedback Same. of what people didn't like about Aces and they kind of changed it for this game, yeah. which is good. Definitely good. I also <laughs> yeah. love how you, you Narukami, in the patron chat, Says uh, Bowser wears pants. Ten out of ten. Agreed. <laughs> Bowser Junior's that outfit is amazing. Nah. It's so adorable. Oh yeah, everyone looks really good in this. I I love yeah. the character models and kind of the unique takes on them. Mm -hmm. I like the um. What what was it? The mode that almost looks like it's an RPG. You're going to be leveling up your me. You can have uh, you know get experience. Mm hmm. I like that. And then you can play yeah. as that uh, as your me character. It almost. Uh, did you guys play Golf Story? It kind of reminds me of that. The RPG elements in that game. I, I played a little uh, bit. I didn't, oh, but I, I think I really oh, want to. Yeah. Well, and I think that itself was based on the, the Camelot Mario Golf game. Oh, was games, it? Right. That, that did I didn't know that they had RPG. So it's, it's all kind of coming full. Oh, okay. Only the, yeah, uh, the, only the Game Boy. Yeah, ones. The, the handheld uh, Game Boy Advance, right? Game, game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. Okay. Got both, it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Charlie Charlie Bird in the chat mentioning that while Bowser wears pants. Uh, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, and Boo are all completely naked. Yeah, <laughs> Donkey Kong has one thing will never change. Donkey Kong's wearing a tie. That's right. I mean, it's got to count for something. <laughs> I I, I'm kind of curious what goes into the decision process for which regular enemies make it into each of oh, these right. Mario spinoff games. Because, like, Charge and Chuck, like, okay, that's random. But then in, like, Super Mario Party, I think you can play a Spike. Like, it's just what, yeah, what are the, the what's the decision process behind... I, I almost regular. wonder if there's like a rule that you have to have one surprising, like obscure character. 
Like they're mm -hmm. just like, listen, here are the core people, but you have to choose one from this like D tier list of weird, <laughs> obscure ones. I, I, I gotta say though, I love it. the fact there's one thing we've overlooked that I, that kind of does diminish my hype for this game a bit, and that's the fact that there's no Toadette. Toadette objectively makes any game she's in better, and why would they no leave Birdo her out? Well, which, and yet, again, King Birdo. I'm a big Birdo fan. I would have. That's liked true. Her. No Birdo. I, I gotta say that. Yeah. No Birdo. No Toadette. The idea of them getting put in the game later. Yeah. Birdo launching a ball out of her gigantic gullet would have been a really funny. I move. think they'll add it. Just... I think there's definitely characters they're gonna add. Oh, Jet Set. A Jet uh, Set with the suggestion on EGAD. I would love to see yeah, EGAD in more EGAD in one of these sports games, and that needs to happen. Whether party or sports, like, EGAD needs to be in there. I don't mm -hmm. think he's even been in Mario Kart. Definitely. So what the... Has he been put in Mario Kart? Uh, Doodle in the he's... patron... Uh, Audoodle in the patron chat is correcting me, saying Monty Mole was playable in Super Mario Party. Uh, yeah, I, I think Spike was playable in another one. I don't know which one. There have been, like, 25 Mario Parties at this point, but I feel like I remember him being playable. Mm -hmm. Or it being playable in, in one of the games, but yeah, Egad totally should be in in these games, and it's weird that he hasn't. He continues not to make much of an appearance outside of Luigi's Mansion. They're saying they Mario Party Nine with Spike. Uh, Mario Party Nine. Okay, thanks for the reminder. They could have made yep. for Doctor the Mark Doctor Mario mobile, mobile game. They could have made him Doctor Egad. That's like they've made three a Goomba stack a, Go a Doctor before Egad. What the heck? <laughs> Spicy Pandotter in the in the patron chat makes a good point. Egad did have his own board in Mario Party Six, which also happens to be my favorite Mario Party, and that was a fun board That's as true. well. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And I've seen a suggestion of Polterpup. Polterpup would be amazing. Oh, I would love yeah. to play as Polterpup. Oh, that would be. We had a good boy in Mario Tennis like... Aces with the uh, the uh, Chain Chomp. Let's get another good boy and have uh, Polterpup play play some golf. I was going to say, how would he hold right. a golf club? But then if you, you're right. If you have chain chop <laughs> in tennis, then I don't think there's any rules. <laughs> no. I feel like maybe the, the Sprixy princesses should, should make a comeback too. They were, they were kind of fun in Mario 3D world and they're kind of newly relevant ish again with Bowser's Fury having come out. Yeah. True. I, it's amazing. They haven't brought um, back the, oh. the brutals from Odyssey for anything. That's true. Yeah. They really haven't, have they? No. And oh man, free, frequent positron in our in our patron chat says Gino and Mario Golf forget Smash. Can you imagine <laughs> if, that, if they actually did? Can you imagine? That would be amazing. Like, but they do have the Mario Sports the TV internet, TV, which was made by Square, yeah. um, and they had White Mage, Black, I think Chocobo in there as part of the characters. Right, like uh, that's a good White Mage design too. Um, right, wait, which game is Mario this? Sports three on three on. Oh man, they also had yeah. Cactar yes, in that, which is right. objectively the best basketball player. I think they had a Moogle too, right? I, probably. Was there a Moogle? But yeah, maybe. Um, Azran in the uh, patron chat reminds us that Sprixie was actually playable in Mario Tennis Ultra Smash on the Wii U, which I think like five people played. Oh, but right. yeah, they they were in that. Oh wow. Mm. I knew. But either way, um, I think this is a surprise hit in the making. This, I think this trailer really oh, sold be. a lot of people on it. Like, I, I was already pretty sold before, but yeah. this just, like, nailed it. It's like, yeah, this still looks really mm -hmm. good. And this is... I what, was sold with Speed Golf. Yes. Is, is it? it? I think it's the end of June. June 25th. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, June yep. 25th. June 25th, and Nintendo has Game Builder Garage on June 11th. So that's right. going to be... That's going to make for an interesting month of, like, quirky, kind of offbeat Nintendo games. I'm excited yeah. for that. 
God, we're just Thanks. weeks away. I, I, yeah. Where's, where's the game go to garage for June 11th? Like, I got a different game in mind for June 11th. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is Yeah, same. That? Oh, Ratchet and Clank, right. And FF7 Remake Integrate. June, June 11th is a oh. wild. Or that's, is that June 12th? They're, they're one, within 12th, one day. It's still that close. Okay, June 12th. Still, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's then, that's gonna be, and of course, that's right in the middle of of you know any shadow drops. Well. It's June's gonna be a E3. wild month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shadow drops. Yep. I think we can all probably safely assume that we're gonna get our next our next Smash character announcement during whatever E3 stuff Nintendo does, and probably be right. released that month as well. And, so, yeah, oh, and then one one two points out Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. I first saw um, uh, Green Hunter in the YouTube chat saying Guilty Gear Strive, which then uh, Yugi Narakami mentioned as well. Yeah, June's pretty stacked. <laughs> it's yeah, nuts. June's wild. Yep, I, I'm I'm both looking forward to and dreading June. At this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for all the cool stuff. I'm not excited for all the work that means we're going to have to do. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. I desperately Genesis is in June. Just saying. Oh, geez, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna weep as I don't have time. Else to play is in June. That. I, I need to somehow find a way to. F- oh, what is? Oh, oh. Fantasy Star Online oh, Two New Genesis, right. which. Right. It was in beta over the weekend, which I played all weekend, and it was fantastic. Nice. It's ridiculously good, but I only have yeah, one MMO, so <laughs> I don't even have time for that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I have to finish Yakuza Like a Dragon by June, like you know, mid early mid June, because all this stuff is happening. But I also don't want to drop Yakuza right. Seven, so I just have to finish it. Ah. Are you? What are you playing? Uh, I, I'm sure you're playing something that's taking up all your time, <laughs> uh, Rebecca. Oh, I'm honestly, I'm kind of waiting it out. I thought I was going to be doing 100% for Pokemon Snap. I had this big dream of five star, four starring every Pokemon in that game. Kind of fell off of that. Um, I'm just going back to some old stuff right now while I'm waiting for new releases. So just kind of, kind of waiting. I have to be, have the ability to be just chill with some things. I'm working through Resident Evil 8 at the moment and it's been hard to get, find time for it, but we'll get there. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, though, I do want to uh, highlight two more uh, uh, Super Chats. Uh, thank you very much to Timzel with a five euro donation. Uh, going back to Nintendo Land, saying it was amazing. It said, every Friday afternoon, me and my friends would gather and we play a bunch of uh, played a bunch of hours. He thinks we, they put in 400 plus in total, which is holy crap. Wow. Um, then uh, Parmeet uh, with the 499 donation says the Final Fantasy 14 composer will soon discuss, which you know is in the title. It also confused the, composed the music for Mario Hoops uh, 3v3. I'll have to check that out because that's, that's awesome. That's nice. pretty cool. Thank you for that bit of trivia. I didn't know. Um, that. And then uh, Becca's Live with a $2.99 donation saying June and July are in my wallet are not going to get along. No. I leave that in the yeah, arc. That's, that's when the heroes sure. comes out for Steve as well as Kina uh, Kina uh, Bridge of Spirits. I am coming. Yeah, so excited for No More Heroes three, and I'm not going to relitigate how excited I am. But I will tell you this: this is one of those games where I am virtually guaranteed to be getting an early access review code for the game because it's handled by our good friend Aaron Cooper. But also, I already bought the damn collector's edition for this game. <laughs> like in Japan, they have the Killian Dollar Edition, and it's like 120 bucks. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever, I'll do that right. too. So, yeah, I, I feel you. June through August are pretty much going to destroy me financially. So, uh, Patreon.com/slash. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make uh, sure we can afford to play all the games that you want us to cover. <laughs> 
Soulcaster also reminds us that uh, Neo, The World Ends With You, also right. drops a lot. There's the, just so much. I started watching the anime of uh, The World Ends With You, watched the first three episodes, which also covered the first arc of that, of the that. game, the first seven days. I'm like, oh, they are rushing through this. There is, they're leaving a little time uh-huh. to breathe, which we'll see if it gets better. But uh, yeah, it's a little rough. Oh, yeah, Charlie Bird, Great Ace of Spring. God. Jeez. There's Every- way too much coming out. But, um, well, we got this whole rush of good news, good feelings, and now it's time to bring everything down with our next story. So I don't really know the best way to bring this one up because it's just sort of a mess all around, but I'll try to be as um, good as possible. I don't even know how to put that. Delicate. Is, uh, delicate yeah, delicate. So uh, obviously there's a massive... Uh, issues going on over at uh in between israel and palestine um that gets into some major politics and either way you look at it the palestinians are not doing well uh they are it's a humanitarian crisis let's be honest this is it's not uh it's not israel's not doing good things and they are um uh, just doing some terrible, terrible things to civilians, and it's not looking good. And not a lot of uh, companies in the U.S. have really said anything. There's been a, I've seen some decent amount of outcry on Twitter, but nothing too major. And so it was a nice surprise where uh, IGN actually posted support for the, this whole uh, thing going on to try to raise money and support and charities for all of this. And uh, I feel like it was pretty well received. A lot of people noticed it and was like, that's the good, like, yeah, let's do this. And then the article got taken down. And then this morning, in the wee hours of the morning when barely anybody could say it, a statement was made that appeared to not be a statement from the editorial staff at all. Because it was basically a complete, like, callback and all lives matter type thing that just uh, definitely de-emphasized uh, a lot of the aspects yeah. of it. And just now, while we started the show, while we're going on the show, even more stuff has come off, uh, come out, as the staff themselves have released a statement about that apology, saying they weren't consulted about this. This is the execs, the, the ownership, like J2 and whatnot, that did all that, which Care is unsurprising. It's not like they're going to put it out there and retract it themselves. So, yeah, J2 Global uh, was the ones who were like, nope, can't can't not support Israel. So right. And then, of course, IGN Israel waded into the whole thing with their own statement, and it got really nasty between IGN, main IGN and IGN Israel. And it's just, it, 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 what a, it was a mess over the weekend, and it's really gross the way this whole thing has been handled, uh, basically by everyone except IGN's core staff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I wanted to make this a topic because I, I want to help emphasize it's not the staff. This is totally J2 right. holding all of this. Uh, like it, this is amazing. Like people like to crap on IGN. Um, like that, that they deserve that or not, but it is a co- very common target. And,
and rough. The yeah. story came up, I was initially not willing to participate mm. in it because I was worried about the... I have a lot of friends at IGN. I've worked with a lot of the people there. I've created, you know, some of them have men, you know, so I, I have a lot of love for the folks that I know. Uh, Rebecca Valentine, another Another friend of the show, a lot of the talent. There. And like bombed in mass and, and, and repeatedly. I mean, there's no centrist approach to take. People are dying in spring. There should be they're, no contrast trying to diversity you know they took down the ap building ap news building uh, right uh, just like, they're hitting whatever they want and saying hamas was there it's right yeah. and i it, no, yes, it's just a real uh, crisis if you want to know more from somebody john oliver's piece on this he oh sure yeah I'm gonna bear. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds, uh, you know, naive to say, and, and, and maybe it is, and, but God damn it, man, people are dying, and linking to relief efforts should not be a one-sided. Th it, 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 there's no centrist approach to take here. People are dying. Let's try to help people. Like it's, God, it's also a massive, massive breach of trust for the people that work at IGN because now all of a sudden, if they don't like your article, right, they're not gonna post it. Like, where's the? Like, it, it right. kind of kills. That sense of journalism. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they're. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to go back and read their statement that just recently came out to see. And I think they talk a lot about that the, the fact that this editorial team is trying to put this out there. And you're right, it wasn't an extreme side that they were taking. It's they're trying to raise money for humanitarian rights. That's not, that um, shouldn't be controversial. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it's, yep. it's like there's not much more to really say about this um but just try to uh look into yourself um, educate but do not blame ign for the removal of the the ign staff for the remo removal of this look right JD yep and if you're looking for ways you can help please check out our twitter derek's twitter my twitter ash's twitter we've all tweeted out links to where you can donate kind money funny. if you're their own thing to. as well yep. kind of funny as well yeah yeah, so um, there's a lot of resources yeah. out there if you want to donate to relief efforts, and, and that's probably the best thing, you know, as folks out here could do. Mm -hmm. Right. And as as 112 in our patron chat says, put it, puts it perfectly, shout out to the IGN writers and staff for being brave enough to put that fundraiser out. Y you're right, but it also shouldn't have to be brave, right? right? It shouldn't take, yeah, 
you know, linking to relief efforts for people who are suffering and dying should not require bravery, but such is the world we live in. So well said, 112. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and move on to this to a slightly less horrifying topic. <laughs> Resident Evil Village. I'll take that instead, gladly. Um, so it had its, its launch sales in Japan. And apparently they were the series worst since 2005, which um, isn't too surprising considering it's first person. Um, but apparently, uh, according to the Vimitsu's box game sales data, uh, and this is the combined uh, revenue of both the PS4 and PS5 versions, only 150,000 were actually sold. Um, so that's yeah. oof. That's pretty mm -hmm. bad. Like Resident Evil Seven, for example, ah. sold two hundred thirty-one thousand copies. So it definitely went down. You know, Ash, you you say it's bad, but is it though? Uh, the reason I say that is, it's been no secret that Capcom has really been targeting the West uh, for quite some time now. That's a good. And point. Resident Evil Eight feels more squarely aimed at Western markets than anything Especially they've put out person. in recent years yeah with first mm -hmm. person with a more action focused uh gameplay you know it feels it feels like an fps more than what i would traditionally call a resident evil mm -hmm. game so mm -hmm. i could i could definitely i i think on one side we're gonna see that in japan yeah the game's not doing very well but i would not be surprised if here in the u.s the game does gangbusters i mean it has been the center of right, attention that's true. this is just for japan. quite some time mm -hmm. So I, I bet it worldwide it has shipped over three oh, three million units oh. in its first four days. So it's doing well, just not in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's doing well, just not it's Japan specific. I do find it interesting though that it is a thirty five percent drop from Resident Evil Seven. Although, yes, Steve, you make a great point. In context, considering this is Japan only, it isn't quite as the news isn't as bad as it would be if we were talking about Western or worldwide mm -hmm. sales. It, it, right. It's also kind of amusing that the one in 2005 that it's the worst, worst sense is uh, Resident Evil 4 on GameCube. Just GameCube sales. Wow. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, hey, that might mean that it gets ported to other th everything and just uh, sells well and is beloved as a classic for years to come. So maybe it's a good thing. I also feel like yeah, with, it, right. with context, if it sold 230,000, Resident Evil 7 sold 200,000, that's different than saying it's 35% down from 2 million. Right. Um, when it's, you know, it's it sounds like it already didn't sell that well in Japan. It's definitely more popular in the West. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Agreed. I, I, I think um, that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, actually, no. No, go ahead. I was going to say, go for it. No, I was just going to say that I think that, you know, for a long time, this has been a thing with Capcom. Like, I remember when Keiji Inafune left Capcom, and the reason he stated was Capcom was way too interested in the Western market for his tastes. Wait, he he didn't mm -hmm. want... He wasn't he the one pushing, like, them working with Western developers and trying to... Wait, am I... Am I oh, man, am I getting this backwards? Yeah, I think he was, I probably he was am. the one doing that full Western push and really oh, well, at that mind. point like it, it kind of screwed them. maybe KG should come back like <laughs> <Dark Boyd and laughs> things like that yeah that the jets said, uh, said japanese game was dead so they have to, i think that's why he's kind of upset them. oh well there you go <laughs> never um, mind it, it is worth noting too though that uh i think it was Adoodle in the chat that pointed this out i was kind of looking it up Monster Hunter World could could be argued to be uh, you know Western focused as well, and yet that did, from what I'm looking at, over three million sales in Japan. Now, of course, that is Monster mm -hmm. Hunter, and it has a lot more 
wide appeal, I think, than Resident Evil Village probably does. But it does, you know, underline the fact that even though that game was also arguably focused on Western audiences, it still performed very well in Japan. So it is interesting that, that Resident Evil Village sp specifically seems to have had such a poor launch in Japan, dating back all the way to the uh, GameCube version of Resident Evil 4. And I can't help but wonder why. But it, as you said, Steve, it might just be the first-person action focus. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's firmly what I believe it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick piece of uh, a small piece of breaking news here. Uh, spicy oh. Pandotter, and I apologize. I'm going to get this wrong because I don't do currency conversion in my head very well. But they updated their pledge from 8.5 euros to 19.5 euros, which I'm going to assume puts them in the EP tier. I think so. <laughs> I imagine. I, believe, I think so. So uh, thank, thank you, you so very much. much spicy yeah, Pandotter. I I imagine that that's what that means, but. Yeah, I'm I'm an idiot yeah. when it comes to math. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> regardless, I appreciate your generosity. Yes. We all do, of course. And uh, welcome to what I believe to be the EP squad. Yep. Thank you so much. Also, uh, ditto M. I owe you an apology. You were the one who said that. Yes, not Audoodle. I apologize. So, thank you for that bit about Monster Hunter World. Ditto M. And also, uh, Helen. Hey, it's Dingo says, and this is something I agree with. Who gives a shit about what Inafune says anymore? <laughs> and I yeah, think most that's, people. Uh, look. I mean, look, I, I'm obviously a hardcore Mega Man fan, and, you know, we all know, people who really care about Mega Man know that, you know, it's not exactly true that Inafune is the father of Mega Man, but even I'm sick of what he has to say, and I was already sick of what he had to say about Japanese gaming being dead and all that, so, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I, I'm sick of it, especially that Mighty Number no. 9 happened, right, yeah. so. Well, let's go ahead and move on, uh, and we got a shift in position over at Square Enix, let's go ahead and bring that story up. So Shinji Hashimoto, uh, during the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest this weekend, this past weekend, uh, has handed over the Final Fantasy brand manager title to Yoshinori Katase, who some of you might recognize as, you know, one of the minds behind Final Fantasy VII Remake and uh, uh, really even Final Fantasy VII initially, and as uh, Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. So Katase kind of knows his popular Final Fantasy things. <laughs> <laughs> right i find i the one thing i find interesting is that uh this is like a like the most public promotion i've ever seen in my life yeah uh-huh like it's they're really like hey odd. we're gonna do it on a live stream and give you a what looks to be a bouquet it doesn't seem like it, it it's like, like you it. i mean when i get promoted i i'm lucky if i get like an email <laughs> 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 yeah i mean sure whatever works you know yeah I'm, I, yeah, I mean, that being said, I've always kind of seen uh, Kitase as as the Final Fantasy guy for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, I don't follow Final Fantasy nearly as closely as the two of you do, uh, but I have played quite a few of them, and just I don't know. I've I've it, it's a it's a transition that I suppose makes a lot of sense because to me he's been the face of the series for a while now. Yeah. Same. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think Derek, you probably. Yeah. I actually brought up his uh, credits and he basically has served as producer for most things. I mean, he got a start in 91 with Final Fantasy Adventure and then till, till moving on to the scenario writer along with uh, Sakaguchi for Final Fantasy V and then becoming a director, a co-director for Final Fantasy VI before becoming full director with Final Fantasy VII and VIII uh, and, and ten. He did not do nine. But uh, yeah. And then from that point on, it looks like most Final Fantasies were under his, uh, were him being either a supervisor or a producer. And 
Yeah, basically, he the more common uh, modern Final Fantasy is like outside of like twelve. It looks like he's been behind. So, which is good news for me because I don't like FF twelve, <laughs> but he he did uh, produce FF thirteen, and I do love that game. So, uh, yeah, I I think this is a, a good move. Obviously, I, I I have been a big fan of the games he's most of the games he's had a hand in, uh, you know, over the years, and I I do love typically enjoy the mark he leaves on his final fantasy games so and i mean he had a huge role in ff7 remake which was my game of the year last uh last year yeah last year i've lost track (laughs) um yeah right and yeah so he was you know producer on ff7 remake had a huge hand in in the way that game turned out i loved that game so uh yeah and he's actually the executive producer on ever crisis which is uh, and and the first soldier i guess which are both uh currently in development but uh, yeah, th- this seems to be th- to make a lot of sense to me. I think uh, you know it's it's a, deser- a deserved promotion. Yeah, he's he's definitely been a big part of uh, uh, Final Fantasy for years now. Hasn't really. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think he's worked on other things, but yeah, he's just been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Knows his stuff, and this this seems like a uh, this makes sense. <laughs> you know, this isn't like really yeah. him. No. Now, I mean, he was also the co-director and scenario writer on Chrono Trigger. So, look, if this puts him in a position of power Ooh. to be able to do anything got my attention. with the Chrono series, I, oh. right? Exactly. Give me a Switch port. Uh, let's let's get a, a sequel finally going. A remake. How do we know. not have Chrono Trigger on Switch already? Uh, everything is on Switch. Believe, I cannot believe that Chrono Trigger is not on Switch yet. That is just such an egregious just a hole in, in the Switch's library. And the Switch's library is amazing, don't get me wrong. I guess, I guess what I should say is it's an egregious hole in Switch's Square Enix support. And, yeah. man, just, okay, Kitase... You know what, no, you're, you're, I, I, I will one-up you here and say it's absolutely a hole in the Switch's <laughs> library. The Switch <laughs> well, has yeah. every other game I love yeah. on it. I need this. There's no, no, I do too. I, just, I didn't want to make it sound like I was, like, dumping on the Switch for the lack of Chrono Trigger, which is... <laughs> I will. You could. <laughs> you <laughs> have me enough. backing you with that too. Yeah. There, there's a lot there of... See, any console without Chrono Trigger is lacking something. You know what? Throw a curveball. Make it, a, yeah. make it paired with Chrono Cross as well. Oh. Ooh, Chrono I would Cross do it. deserves to come back so mm. much. Like, let's do a Chrono Dual Pack. Let's just get Trigger and Cross back on yeah, yeah i would I, love that because i'm chrono a, i especially. love chrono trigger but i haven't played chrono cross yet so put that on switch i'm there and i hear that a lot mm-hmm. too and chrono cross gets a lot of hate from people i who in my opinion maybe didn't quite get what they were going for with it and it's got it's got flaws for sure it's it's very badly paced at times mm-hmm. but man when the chrono trigger connections start coming in and you and you start to see the ways in which it is a sequel to chrono trigger it just hits hard and fast all the way up to the end and it's it's a really. It also has one of the best soundtracks oh, of all time. Much like Chrono Trigger. Listen to that and, opening yeah. theme song, opening movie, so oh, many times time in Chrono start. Cross. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, uh, Rebecca, I, you got to You get, look up just the opening sequence to Chrono Cross, and you'll probably want to play the game immediately. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> Chrono Cross is way might, too. I might try so, to force yeah. that being shown in the, in the post show. I'll be honest. That's <laughs> like that's do like, it. That that oh, much. hey, do it, do it. Nice. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll pick Chrono Trigger first. I'm I'm with you, Steve. But Chrono Cross is is criminally underplayed mm-hmm. and and isn't available on nearly as many platforms as I Trigger. I think it's only available. Is. So yeah, man, bring them PS3. both back. Hell so, yeah! I think you're right. Yeah. Um, 
there's also, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Square Enix gaps on the Switch. Let's be honest. I still want Final Fantasy 1 through 6 on there. I still want Dragon Quest 4 through 9 on there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of RPGs um, that Square Enix can pop onto the Switch. But we'll see. And I also, touching on something you said, Derek, uh, it is interesting to me that uh, Kitase's first work or game that he worked on was Final Fantasy Adventure because that's a game that, yeah, even though it's aged, certainly it's aged, it still holds up, in my opinion. I really, I still really like going back to uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, which, for those of you who don't know, is the first mana mm-hmm. game. Uh, and it, it holds up, I, it, yeah, despite this, showing this, its age. This might get me in trouble. I think it's better than Link's Awakening. Wow, <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Not going to go that far. Um, but especially not the original Link's Awakening. I wasn't the biggest fan of the I've remake, I have to I've only played the remake, say. but I have to assume that... I, I only played the remake, but I was like, okay, it has better button controls. You don't have to constantly switch. So uh, that it does. I don't know. I think you should go back and play the original Link's Awakening Deluxe, man, on Game Boy Color. Like, play. There's just something about it. Yeah, the button controls aren't as good because you constantly have to swap out items. I get that. But it's just something about it. Everything else about it just feels more right. The Something about the the remake and it's not the art style the art style is fine but just something about it didn't quite land i don't know what it was but link's awakening on switch did not click with me i don't know why i beat it that's awakening on switch there was an interesting video by digital foundry where they like dug deep to figure out the problems with that game from a technical perspective and i think they found out that link's awakening hits the switch's memory just entirely too hard and that's why you get weird frame dips all over the Mm -hmm. place which to me, that's mm-hmm. the only major problem with the Switch version. I wish is that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say is that it doesn't run like, you know, uniformly smoothly across the board, and and that really mm-hmm. drags it down for me in a way. I wish that it had from mm-hmm. the DX version those photo spots where you could take the um, the yeah. photo the guy comes down. Yeah, me I like collecting those. And I also. And, like, this is a, a very me thing to say, I realize, but I also wish it lets you toggle between the original and remake soundtracks mm. across the board. Yep. There, there are a couple of songs that I think were really, really stood out in the remake, but across the board, mostly, I prefer the, the original Game Boy soundtrack, and I wish you could switch between the two. Yep. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Also, is it just me, or was Link's walking speed in that? Did it feel way too slow? In the remake, I mean. It felt it's weird because it was sluggish. like the eight direction, like which I I kind of liked yeah. it, but it I think it just felt weird on a modern console, like we're not used to that sure. with uh, yeah with a analog sure. um, control stick. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, after not that hot take, let's go ahead and get to our final news story <laughs> today. I could just I could just imagine Rebecca you being such a big Zelda fan like oh, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> no, I actually agree with everything you said. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, cool. Well, let's end with a bit of a feel-good story uh, today because Soken, the composer for Final Fantasy XIV and Mario Hoops Three on Three, um, last year found out that he had cancer and ended up spending months in the hospital while still working on new content for Final Fantasy XIV. And it only, only just now was revealed to the majority of people, even most of the staff, during FanFest this past weekend. Um, so uh, I, I have this. This is uh, tweeted out by Miraculous Maku, uh, Red Makuzawa on Twitter, um, basically covering what ha- this happened during the FanFest. Fan and basically the, everybody on stage was crying. Even the person translating was ha- like uh, having tears in his eyes uh, going through this. 
but um, he found out he had cancer last year and spent months in the hospital. He said his work on 14 and the support of fans helped keep him strong and uh, have something to live for. He said he kept working hard because the fans were the light for him during these troubling times. And due to the virus, no one was able to see Soken. He asked oh. not to tell the dev team because he didn't want to worry them. So they didn't know that he was hospitalized when they were communicating about work. Uh, he said he was working months in the hospital on uh, update 5.3 and the song To the Edge during this time. So seeing the reactions from players all around the world helped him. And then the doctor said it was fine for him to go out because the cancer is almost in full remi remission. So he wanted to thank the support from fans, the Yoshida, who was one of his best friends, uh, the CEO, the HR department, the sound team, the devs who helped him keep working and able to stand again in front of everyone during this fan fest. It's then that he realized that video games can really heal a person. And from here on out, he's going to give it his all to make great games. And um, he said that uh, it, it should also be noted that when Final Fantasy XIV was in its 1.0 stage, basically when it was crap, um, you know, Yoshida was brought in because of his experience with MMOs, particularly Dragon Quest X. And he proposed two options to Square, Enix, to Square Enix's boss. Basically, uh, we can try to patch it up as best we can, but it's still going to be kind of crappy. Or we just start from scratch, give me two years. It's going to be rushed, but we're going to try, try to redo everything and get it back to where it was. And that's ultimately what Square Enix uh, decided to do. And that's how we got Realm Reborn. And he went on stage in front of his more than the, more than 300 developers to tell them what they were going to do, basically how much work they were going to have to do. And he got some strange work, looks, but it was Soken who came up in front and gave him a fist bump and said, let's do this. So the two are incredibly good friends and basically everybody on the stage and probably everybody watching was pretty much in tears uh watching the story being oh, yeah. told so and all these pictures of of you know yeah everyone on stage crying and uh, and yoshida in specific crying and this gets me the the last th uh, tweet here in, in miraculous maku's thread saying uh, Naoki Yoshida wants to apologize to all the dev team members he couldn't tell. He knows everyone who's watching is in shock. They are too. But Soken is back. He's going to be ready for the next adventure. Yoshida said he is so happy that his best friend is back with him. I'm not crying. You are. Fuck, man. This is just right, so You don't sweet. even have to be part <laughs> of just, Final Fantasy XIV hmm. to see all this stuff. And no. Like, I'll be honest. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV probably has one of the best communities I've ever seen online. There's still problem parts. It sure seems that like, way. Yeah. Like I saw soon after this that a bunch of players there's a there's a giant crab enemy that they they can fight um, called Cancer because uh, of the whole thing <sighs> and they killed it and then had screenshots of them in the chat like yeah, screw Cancer take that for oh, Soken that's and whatnot amazing. so that type of thing. Nice. That's this That's is just cool. the most wonderful thing to see. But both my parents have, have have had cancer before, and thankfully they both were able to beat it and are are still with me. But the, you know, cancer has touched my family in multiple ways. So reading this really hits home for me, and I'm just uh, ooh, this is just really good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I want to point out, uh, you know, they mentioned that he was in the hospital for months, and I, I get you know people not you know people being turned off by the idea of someone who is you know, ill with something like cancer working, continuing to work. Um, I have, I have been, uh, in the position of working with a few people that have been, uh, diagnosed with cancer in my life and, uh, uniformly, you know, and obviously everyone's different, right? Like everyone deals with trauma and cancer is absolutely trauma, um, differently. 
And for some folks, you know, I've, I've worked with some folks where they said, you know what, I'm going to go home and just be with my family and, and fuck work. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I get that. That is totally a valid response. There's, there's not an invalid response. Right. Um, but some people do choose, like, I'm just going to try to keep my life as normal as possible. I'm going to keep yeah. my head down. I'm going to continue to work. I'm going to do the things that I would do any other day. And for some people, that is their coping mechanism. And, you know, I don't pretend yeah. to know Soken and, and what where his head was at, but he definitely seems like the type who, who maybe just wanted to keep that degree of normalcy while undergoing what I imagine is an incredibly difficult uh, time in their mm. life. You know, I would, I would right. never, I've, I've seen people, you know, I, I've seen people lose their fight with cancer and I've seen people who, who pushed through it and rallied through. And I, I wish it upon no one, no matter who you are. I, oh, I, God, no. I, I could no. never imagine having to go through that, but Holy shit. It is uh, heartwarming to hear, you know, that he was able to beat it and that he felt like his work in video games contributed to his success. Um, that's awesome. I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is absolutely a person-to-person -person thing. I don't think it's for any of us, especially those of us who've never had cancer, to decide how it's how best how the, the best way for other people to reckon with their own cancer experiences. And Steve, that's what my dad did. He he, you know, and and I will admit to being, uh, you know, I'd never like said anything rude or anything, but my mom and I were often upset that he just kept working. And while I got it at the time, I understand it even more in hindsight because that was he loves his work. That was his way of coping and his way of just staying focused on anything other than the cancer. Right. And so my dad did the same thing. He kept working through his diagnosis until he couldn't. And, uh, you know, then thankfully he's able now to work again. But I do see some people saying in the chat that this this is a problem because of the Japanese work ethic and, and that it's you know not, not the way this should be handled. And there is a discussion to be had mm -hmm. there. For sure. But it's still at the end of the day, on an individual level, it isn't for us to decide the right or wrong way for people to handle their cancer diagnoses. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just glad he's OK. I'm, I'm glad Sokin's back and, and is, is, you know, working on it seems like working on the game helped push him through this. And if that's what helped him get through this, then that what more could I ask for? That's just fantastic. Especially if your passion is there for it. And it sounds especially like for someone like him, you're so passionate with your work. It's, you know, more reason to keep fighting and keep working and keep doing what you love. And it sounds like that was the case here. Yeah. Yeah. And there are definite echoes here, as, as some people in the uh, chatter say, saying like uh, Adam Davis, YT, and a few other people, I think, up above. There are so many echoes here to Iwata and also Chadwick Boseman who both kept working throughout their, you know, their struggles. And uh, it's just, it's such an, an admirable thing. Again, assuming they're not being forced to, and that's how they just chose to right. deal with it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing if, if your employer knows what's going on and says like, well, you know, uh, you gotta, yeah. you gotta still uh, earn your paycheck somehow, yeah. right? That would be an incredibly shitty thing. <laughs> Um, and if that yeah. was the if that was the whiff that I got off of this story, I would definitely be discussing it in a completely different oh, way yeah. with a lot yeah. more expletives <laughs> shaking. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I do agree with Derek. I think that the vibe coming off this is is positive, you know, that it's he, he went on stage and was happy about the way things shook out. And, you know, for his sake, I, I sincerely hope that Square 
didn't have the gall to tell him he needed to keep working as he recovered from fucking cancer but that's not what i think it doesn't sound like it if he was purposefully not like coming out with it and saying about it it sounds like it's something that he didn't really even want people to know about Mm -hmm. yeah right absolutely well, that's heavy. Yeah, it's still <laughs> uplifting because hey, he's a, he's a survivor, yeah. and that's that's the big point here. One way or the other, he's the survivor. Exactly. Um, before we end off, though, yeah. I do want to say thank you to Dark B Andy for their four dollar ninety nine cent donation, saying Sony's taking in, uh, Inafune's words and go, of going full on Western focused, such a backwards move to go anti consumer. Yeah, shutting down those uh, Japanese studios definitely hurts. Um, Alan Wilkinson with a two pound donation saying, hope any NRS Marvel projects survives discovery. Uh, oh, another room studio, uh, Marvel project survives that, that rumored, uh, another realm working on, uh, that. Yeah. Cause we don't know where oh, another right. going to, yeah, but survive discovery and what that merger between Warner brother, the, the, 18... Oh, I didn't. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we had it on here, but we weren't sure to whether to discuss or not. Cause it's only partially related to games. Basically, real quick, it's just, uh, you know, the whole AT&T WB games, uh, WB uh, thing where they basically AT&T sold WB to Discovery while maintaining some controls. And the way it fielded out, uh, worked out is that some studios are still with WB, other studios are still with AT&T, and it's kind of weird. So they're kind of WB games is kind of split. I don't know. I don't know the full thing, but it's just very odd. It's. Discovery's yeah. educational. Mortal Kombat has a lot to do with anatomy. I think we'll be fine. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, I believe we've covered every news story for tonight, all the major headlines. But before we sign off, Rebecca, where can everybody find you at? So you can find me mostly on Twitter. Um, my handle is at Forest Minish. Um, I also stream on Twitch. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Nintendo Shack podcast, part of the PSVG network. Um, and I'm a staff writer at Twinfinite.net. Nice. Always puts out a nice. lot of good awesome. stuff. So definitely check out thank Rebecca. You. Um, well, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us again, too, Rebecca. It's always a blast having you on the show. And <laughs> we'd love to you. have you back again. Oh, if you can, if you can do You're still not sick of me? No. <laughs> Anytime. Still not sick of us? I think, I think we'll be, Anytime. We'll be talking again in July for sure. Sounds good. Nice. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, of course, before, we, uh, before, before anything else, we also want to give a uh, special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, big and small, but especially those at the producer tier, as this show wouldn't be possible without all of you. Also, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above. And that includes, drumroll, to see if this actually works. Steve said he fit the, the scroll, so let's see if it actually worked. Don't hype it up too much, man. Come on. Know, gonna, if it works, yay. <laughs> Jared Edinger, <laughs> Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, it- Itiono Ben, Dan Inchwhistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D Pad, Vesmiel, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Emerald, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, Jake Poka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Douglas Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, RMM, Sakuragi, Becca, 
Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wakehoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Masterlinks, Deneth, Coda, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Hoobie, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Kotar Peck, excuse me. Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, Derek, Steven Nelson, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Spicy Pandotter, and our newest executive producer, which is probably not going to be on the screen, but what was their name again, Steve? I'm sorry. Uh, that was Spicy Pandotter. Oh, you got it in there. No, right. Yeah, right, that was quick. I'm so good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, goodness. But, uh, yeah, with all that, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for all the support. We can't thank you enough. Uh, that's why we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> and remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to good vibes gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night, good vibes. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. <laughs>